0: Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast featuring your hosts Carly Kistler Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler Miller has joined me today and we are going to talk about why tool life can vary in carbon and alloy steels.
1: Okay, Miles, you are going to have to explain this to me because I constantly hear you talk about how our processes are robust, we have statistical controls, it's the best technology since the elements coalesced from the Big Bang. I mean, really, you are the apologist for variation in tool life. You are the one that teaches about eliminating variation. you got to explain this to me. Why the flip?
0: Mm, Good morning, Carly. Good
1: morning. (laughs)
0: Uh, Guilty as charged. What was it exactly in that first cup of coffee this morning? Seriously, I agree with you. Really, we do have great technology. Our shops are using the best materials, the best tools, the best coatings ever. Yet, in our precision machining shops, our performers encountered tool-life variation when we were machining carbon and alloy steels and other materials as well. So I'm going to discuss six reasons why we still face this unexpected variation in our shops, despite our best technology.
1: Well, I got to say, I'm sure our listeners will be all ears because if there is one thinking our operations people, all right, well, actually come to think of it, our managers and even our accountants want is consistency, especially when it comes to machine uptime in our shops. So what's number one?
0: Variations between suppliers, Carly, is probably the one we face every day. We'll have a job, we'll be using a material, we'll get it from a service center A this week, we'll get it, they they run out, we'll get it from service center B next week. Maybe these service centers have different mill suppliers. If it's leaded material, it might be domestic produced, it may come from any one of three suppliers in three different countries. So it could be imported. So the variation between suppliers is really the variation. We we can see the variation in the entire world. Even though the grade recipe is the same, it has the same amount of carbon, same amount of manganese, same amount of everything else. They have different melt practices. They use different amounts of scrap and feedstock. Um, the amount of reduction they do to cold draw the hot. Rolled bar, all these things can affect mechanical properties, straightness, and the way the material will perform in our shop.
1: Well, that makes sense. And that might especially be an issue right now with the supply chain and what suppliers can actually get a hold of.
0: Absolutely. If there's one thing in this podcast that's useless to our listeners, it's, well, thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) My suppliers are different. I'm getting variations in steel. Duh. Exactly right. It's not under our control, but now we can at least recognize it. And plan for it. And plan for it. So don't be so aggressive on yield, right? Don't be so aggressive on how much uptime, because frankly, if you switch from supplier A to supplier B, there may be a learning curve and it may involve a half an hour or so of production until you dial it in.
1: Well, then that awareness is really important. What's the second thing?
0: Variations in chemistry, not, not ignoring the differences between suppliers, but suppliers' practices may be different in the amount of certain residual trace or non-specified elements are in the material. So I remember a case I had. We supplied some 4140 to a shop, and they called it toolproof. And tool proof, tool proof, tool proof, after a week, after a week, they called me in, they called in my vice president. And I'm like, why didn't you call me sooner? He said, we tried positive rake, we tried negative rake, we tried, we changed this, we changed that, they did everything. Well, it was really easy to see on the cert that this material had 0.005 sulfur percent. It's like a quarter of a, of the amount that I say is needed for easy machining in a regular steel. They had only a quarter of what was needed. So so they called it tool proof and it was a lesson my vice president took back and we made O2 minimum sulfur the standard for the materials we had allocated or knew were going to the machining industry.
1: So- Definitely variations in chemistry.
0: Absolutely.
1: What's number three?
0: Variations in grain size. Now, my friend Bob Drab always brings this up in stainless steel. It's really a thing in stainless steel, but uh, forgings can have either blocky structures or fine structures, depending on whether they're microalloyed, whether they cooled quickly, you know, whether they came out of the, the forging operation. In the winter or the summer, I mean, the rate of cooling affects grain size and microstructure. So um, excessive temperatures and um, inconsistent um, cooling practices just because can result in inconsistent machining.
1: Well, that makes sense. Actually, it made me think of my cookies because when I cook them in the summer and I cook them in the winter, they actually come out differently just
0: because of...
1: The temperatures and such.
0: It's a process. It's a a process. process. It's a thermochemical mechanical process. I love it. That's great. (laughs) And I love your cooking. I'll have to bring some in next
1: week. Okay, what's number four?
0: So number four is we just talked about grain size. Grain size is one aspect of microstructure. But in, in, in this case, the variations in microstructure are about what the structure is itself. And in the steels like 4037, 4140, this can, this can be a challenge.
1: Okay. So we've had variations between suppliers and chemistry and grain size and microstructure. What's next?
0: So the outside surface of the bar is at high temperatures in rolling and then that gets somewhat removed in cold finishing, but not always. So there can be evidence of the prior history, and we call that decarb, decarburization, and or scaling. So on the alloy grades, on the nickel grades especially, you can get a really heavy persistent scale, and trying to cut through that uh, can be eye-opening. Yeah, That can be a real tool destroyer. You need to get under it on forgings or, or uh, you know, materials with, with those high nickel. Um, decarb is actually the carbon in the steel. The carbon is what gives it the mechanical properties. That carbon can actually boil away at high temperatures in the process. And so I've got this layer on the outside of carbon poor, very gummy steel. And so the chip won't break. The crisp is gone. And so it just wants to push. And so the tool sticks, you get claw marks. That looks really pretty bad. So D-carb, uh can do that. And of course, the, the scale affects whether it's due to alloy or due to the iron oxide itself that's, that's retained.
1: Well, it's pretty easy to see why tool life would uh, vary with
0: those kind of issues. Absolutely. All right, give us our number six.: So number six is partially chemistry, but it, it, I've combined combined uh, this with, with uh, inclusion count. It's deoxidation and inclusion count. So deoxidation is what we do to make the steel sound, so there's no bubbles or internal cavities. When the steel's melted, there's, it's containing a lot of gas. And oxygen is one of those gases. And so we actually put in little bits of deoxidizers, and they grab the oxygen, thereby removing it as a gas, making it a little solid particle, a little solid particle of a brace of hell for your toy edge. Oof. But, but nevertheless, no void, right? So I've got solid sound material, and I've got these little particles of oxide throughout there. So. If you're expecting um non-deoxidized material, say you're in 1045 and you're expecting a coarse grain practice, and all of a sudden you're getting fine grain deoxidized with aluminum, aluminum, aluminum oxide, AL203, when you're in Home Depot getting the sandpaper for your kitchen remodel, yeah. AL203, that's we put that on sandpaper. <laughs> Oh. Do I want that distributed through my? Heavens my no. Material? Probably not. No. Now it's a small amount, and it's widely distributed, but nevertheless, the act of deoxidizing creates these known inclusions of aluminum oxide. There can be other inclusions as well, so uh, there will be silicates that's used to kill the steel, and then there can be what. What the mill guys hate to talk about which is what we call exogenous inclusions and that's material that gets carried into the steel as it's being cast and teamed and and poured and solidified and that kind of just in there like the raisins in the raisin bread so um, it's unusual in today's technology but that could be there still possible it could be there
1: well those six reasons definitely makes sense as to why your tool life can vary. No doubt about that. You've proven your point.
0: Well, thank you. (laughs) Purchasing the same item from different suppliers really throws the entire global range of variation against the performers in your shop. Mm. That's asking a lot. That's asking a lot, right? I know it's difficult, and in a perfect world, I'd have one supplier for one item, and they'd always be on time, and, you know, there's no electric shortages or tsunamis, but we don't live in that world. But we need to understand that when we change our sourcing, we change the method of provision and what is provided. And so we need to cut our operators some slack when they throw in a new bundle, and all of a sudden, they're still not making good parts 20 minutes later.
1: All right, Miles, so you've convinced me. Now, what can we do?
0: Well, Carly, it's an extremely difficult global market for steels these days, and, and for other materials as well. And that means that we're subject to the differences between all possible suppliers for almost every possible parameter, chemistry, the grain size, the microstructure, whether there's decarb or not, or scale, the method of deoxidation that's used, did you even specify it or not? Whether or not the inclusions are normal part and parcel of the delivery, or whether they're exogenous from some kind of process uh, anomaly. Um, Mechanical properties can be different because they use different processes it just goes on and on you may not be able to standardize each item to a single supplier or a single mill but if you can you will eliminate 99 percent of the possible variation that could throw your operators off if not you need to understand and restrict the elements that can make a difference in your shop i'd start with specifying a minimum of o2 minimum sulfur on my non-free machining grades, I would ensure that I asked for coarse-grain practice on my 1018, 1045, 1117, 1137, and 1144 materials to ensure I got the best machine ability. If you do that, you will greatly reduce the variation that your team encounters. Attendees of our mastery program are going to get the chance to see firsthand how the processes vary across a whole range of bar suppliers over this coming year.
1: And there's actually just a little bit of time and a couple of seats left on our Mastery Program tour. So if you are interested, listeners, in our Mastery Program, I encourage you to go on to pmpa.org and sign up, or you can shoot me an email at cmiller at pmpa.org.
0: I hope we see you on the bus, listeners. We're going to visit a wide range of shops and we're gonna see some really best practices. That wraps up today's podcast on why tool life can vary even though I'm the guy that says variation is bad. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit PMPA.org.
1: Yes, and while you're on PMPA.org, to register for the Mastery Program. You can also check out our new website with robust search features that find articles, webinars, podcasts,
0: and other resources to help your precision machining business. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one.
1: And if you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out PMPA.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because, because we are, are better, better together. together.
0: Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.